Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Marcus Nez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This episode is all about Streets of Rage 4, which shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone who watched the last episode, which was all about Streets of Rage 1 through 3. If you somehow missed that one, I'd recommend watching that one before watching this one. Anyway, this episode is only about Streets of Rage 4, the long-awaited follow-up to Streets of Rage 3. In case you were wondering, it's been 26 years since we've seen a new Streets of Rage game, and let me tell you, it's been worth the wait. Streets of Rage 4 is a fantastic game that takes much of what I loved about the old games, gives it all a fresh coat of paint, and makes it better. If I throw away the nostalgia factor, I think Streets of Rage 4 just might be my new favorite game in the series. And if you don't know what Streets of Rage is all about, it's a beat-em-up where you punch and kick the shit out of everyone in your way while eating incredibly fancy food off the ground. It may be a genre known for its simplicity, but Streets of Rage 4 hits all the right notes and does what every long-awaited sequel to a beloved franchise should do. It respects the old games while improving upon them. Streets of Rage 4 originally came out on on April 30th, 2024, PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Long story short, Streets of Rage 4 is amazing. Short story long, Streets of Rage 4 is really really amazing. Now like I said just a few moments ago, it takes so much of what I loved about the series, refines a good chunk of it, and throws in a fair amount of callbacks to the past games making it great for newcomers and even greater for longtime fans. Now this doesn't mean it beats the old games in every way. For one, the music is good but also forgettable and after beating the game the first time, I turned on the retro soundtrack which replaces the new music with music from Streets of Rage 1 and 2 and never looked back. Also, the boss fights overall are on the weaker side and too often resort to cheap tricks like adding regular enemies to add challenge instead of making cool and fun bosses with patterns you must learn in order to defeat. If you took away the addition of grunts from most boss fights, the vast majority would be incredibly easy and some still are even with their band of cronies. And I know what you're thinking, are they grunts or are they cronies? The answer is simple. They're jabronis and they 100% cancel. No! What the rock is cooking? That's why they never pick up any of the fresh food found in trash cans and the like. It all makes so much sense. Anyway, outside of those two aspects, I think Streets of Rage 4 tops the original games on all fronts, which surprises the hell out of me because I wasn't on board with the visuals the first time I saw them. When the first screenshots came out, there was a disconnect between the characters and environments that made characters feel like they weren't a part of the world they were in, something I even felt when watching gameplay videos. But when I got the game in my hands and started started playing it, everything came together and it is stunning. That said, you will unlock classic skins as you play and after I started playing as Streets of Rage 1 Axel, I just about lost my mind with how beautiful it looked. I know it would be much harder to add an option to play the entire game with retro visuals. I mean, they'd literally have to make a whole second version of the game, but after seeing old Axel feel so new and fresh, I wish I could see the whole game like that and I'd gladly pay full price 
price for a Streets of Rage 4 Classic Edition. And the reason why it looks so good is because while you're playing as the classic Streets of Rage 1 model, they exist in this new world with modern lighting and other such techniques that make them pop in a way they've never popped before. The closest example is Octopath Traveler and how that game takes pixel art and makes it pop with modern lighting techniques and the like. All the classic skins I've unlocked so far look amazing and I wish I could play the whole game like that. Also, when playing as a Streets of Rage 1 character, your special goes from the boring punches and uppercut to the call for police help that we all know and love which was a nice and unexpected touch. But again, as much as I love seeing the classic visuals with a modern twist, I think the new visuals are gorgeous in motion and it didn't take long for me to go from I don't know about these to my god is this game beautiful. Just, just look at that and, and that and that too. It's a beautiful game but even more than that it's just so much fun to play and that's where Streets of Rage 4 beats the rest of the games. I love the way every Streets of Rage game feels. The third game has a lot of problems but feel isn't one of them and Streets of Rage 4 is no different except it's a little bit tighter and they've added a few quality of life additions that make the overall experience that much better. One in particular. If you've played any previous Streets of Rage game, you know of one very annoying aspect that persisted through all three of the original games. If you hit an enemy off screen, you'd have to wait for them to mosey on back in the frame. Even worse, some enemies would just walk off screen themselves if you went after them and then you'd have to wait for them to return and then you'd play some weird game of chicken to keep them from running away. <laughs> in Streets of Rage 4, that's not a problem because if you hit an enemy into the edge of a frame, instead of going off screen, they act as if they hit an invisible wall and bounce off it. This also means there's no walking off screen. There are no words to describe how much better this makes the whole experience. You just have to have gone through the frustration that was enemies going off screen to truly appreciate the addition of these invisible walls. They are the smartest change between the original games and the new game and I haven't gone back yet but it'll be hard playing the originals again after experience the bliss that is invisible walls. If nothing else they'll feel even more tedious than they could feel at times. Another nice change is the way special attacks work. If you've played the previous games, you know the first game had the cop call bazooka attack, which was limited in use by quantity health and that's it, whereas 2 and 3 replaced that cool attack with a fury of punches that in 2 would take away some of your health and in 3 would take away some of your health only if you didn't let your special meter refill before using it again. In 4, you lose health like in 2, however, if you land enough attacks without getting hit after using it, you regain all the health you lost and I love this system. It turns these special attacks into a risk reward attack that you can take advantage of as much as you want as long as you have the skills to back it up. So you can't just spam it like crazy with little to no consequence and you're not hit with an automatic negative effect either. It finds a middle ground between the way special attacks worked in 2 and 3 and I love it. If I had to say one thing I didn't like about the gameplay, and this isn't something I dislike per se, but something I'm still trying to think about and how I feel about it. It's that every character feels unique, which I love, and some have special abilities that most or all of the rest don't, which I don't know if I love. The specific example that comes to mind is running. Running was something added in 3 which I really liked, but in 4 they take it away. However, they don't take it away completely. 
they just lock it behind one character, that character being Cherry Hunter, the daughter of the one and only Adam Hunter, who is my favorite character to play as thanks to his dash ability. On one hand, this means every character is unique and offers something the others don't. On the other hand, I like running and I don't want to play as Cherry, so what I'm really saying is I'm just a little butthurt I can't run as the characters I love when I know they're gosh darn able to run. Ignoring that minor gripe, and it is incredibly minor, Streets of Rage 4 feels fantastic, both your movement and every time you're in battle. Walking around the space, jumping, running, if you're playing as Cherry, all feels great and attacks land as they should with every single impact from a punch or a kick ending in a satisfying crunch. I loved my time with Streets of Rage 4. It took me just under two and a half hours to complete the game on my own and while the experience was wonderful and I could leave the game after beating it once and be super happy, I keep coming back for more and imagine I'll keep coming back for a while. Sure, there are enemies who annoy me. I'm talking to you, you drop kicking and headbutt ladies. You don't want a piece of me because you've already taken so many pieces of me. I hate you so much. But part of the fun is coming across a new enemy who gives you trouble and discovering a way to deal with them and by way to deal with them, I don't mean throwing your controller through your TV screen. That would just hurt everyone and no amount of whole turkeys or apples could take that pain away. In addition to the story mode, which has a story you may or may not care about, there's also a boss rush mode, a classic arcade mode where you have to get through the whole game with just one credit, and a battle mode where you can fight another human instead of just a bunch of AI fodder. Also, there's online co-op for two and local co-op for four. Why the difference? I don't know. But it's better than nothing, which is apparently what you get if you buy Streets of Rage 4 for PC from GOG. So, um, maybe don't do that if online play is important to you. But all that said, this is a no-brainer for fans of the series, and if you've never played the Streets of Rage games but enjoyed other beat-em-ups, or if you're even newer to the genre but like the idea of punching and kicking a lot of fools, Streets of Rage 4 is a great pick and might just be, when all is said and done, my new favorite beat-em-up. Now, if someone could just give TMNT beat-em-ups the Streets of Rage 4 treatment, I could die happy. Or, you know, Rocksteady, you could just make a TMNT game because your name is Rocksteady. Just do it. Ugh. One last thing, the Xbox version, which is where I played it, recently received an update fixing this and that and adding video options that were in the other versions since launch, like a retro and retro CRT filter. I only bring this up because, after trying them out, I can safely say the game looks best when leaving it as is. The retro filters make it look more of a pixely mess than anything else because it's just a filter and not built from the ground up with pixel art in mind, and the bloom filter adds very little, basically just giving an outer glow to lights and the like and is barely even noticeable. So while it might be fun to mess with these filters for a second or two, I couldn't imagine playing the entire game or even an entire level with them turned on. Except, of course, the bloom filter, which is so barely there that I don't even see the point of it. Anyway, that will do it for this here episode of Attack the Backlog. Once again, I am Markers Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast and other podcasts about games, anime, and other such jazz which are all available on podcast services across the globe. Of course, if you'd like to check out the video version of this if you're not already watching it, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and watch it there and I highly recommend doing it. It really makes this show better. 
Hey, this is a, a video show first and foremost. I just put the audio version for you weirdos who just like listening to it. Well, I don't mean you're weird. You're, you're wonderful people. I love you. Keep listening. Also, you can check out the art I make over at pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.